let's be real. Lawsuits are no fun, but with Paulson and Nace, at least they are a little easier. With two DC-born partners, Paulson and Nace will fight for you the way only a Washingtonian could. Paulson and Nace handles medical malpractice, wrongful death, and other complex injury cases involving negligence. So if you have been hurt or lost a loved one because of someone else's mistake or negligence, call Paulson and Nace for a no-obligation consultation. Visit www.paulsonandnace.com or call 202-463-1999. Today on CityCast DC, DC is on the verge of passing a new traffic law that is supposed to actually stop people from speeding. It means your car could be booted even if your tickets are all paid, but proponents say that's a necessary price to pay after a year with 52 traffic fatalities. Axios's Junate Dill explains whether this will actually make DC's streets any safer. Today's Monday, February 5th. I'm Bridget Todd, and here's what DC is talking about. D.C. is on the verge of passing a new traffic law that is supposed to actually stop people from speeding in the city, something we've talked quite a bit about in the last few months. What's the approach with this latest bill? Yeah, D.C. has a new crackdown on speeding. Everyone knows you can get a point on your license for traffic violations, but D.C. is going to have a new system now. You can get points on your vehicle if you keep getting caught by speed cameras or if you commit reckless driving. So this new approach, it goes after the vehicle, trying to get cars off the road, and it's part of a new crackdown coming right after a 16-year high in traffic deaths. DC's just had such a hard time getting uh, pedestrian deaths and traffic deaths down. It's gone up. DC has this thing called Vision Zero, which is supposed to have zero traffic deaths, and we're really not anywhere near that. And so this is what the council has just passed unanimously, a new set of um, rules. And this is their new crack at trying to get this issue fixed. Just out of curiosity, would this also work for folks who are coming in from other cities? Like if you had Maryland or Virginia tags, would you still potentially be getting points on your car? Yeah. So one of the things in the bill, too, is it gives the D.C. Attorney General authority to go after drivers no matter where they live. So a lot of the problem in D.C. here is that you have Maryland drivers and Virginia drivers who can rack up a bunch of speeding tickets, and there's no way for D.C. to go after them. Can't suspend their license. They can't really boot or tow their car. And D.C. has a, like hundreds of millions of dollars in unpaid traffic tickets from Maryland and Virginia drivers. Now, the Attorney General of D.C., can bring civil suits against some of these drivers. So they can sue dangerous drivers. And this opens up a new sort of enforcement mechanism. And we're going to see how that goes. I mean, you know, in practice, how effective will that be? How many suits will be brought on? It's all something we got to watch once it gets through. So like you were saying, D.C. has lost millions of dollars because of unpaid tickets. The Washington Post actually reported last May that in all, more than 6.2 million traffic tickets, totaling nearly $1.3 billion in fines and penalties, have not been paid to the city since January 1st, 2000. 
how much of this new approach is really because the old system with fines just hasn't been working? People aren't paying. Yeah, Bridget, like those new numbers are just like mind boggling to me, right? Like over a billion dollars. It hasn't been working. So for years, DC is supposed to boot cars pretty regularly. But we found out a couple of years ago, they have very few people actually booting cars and it doesn't get done. And so anything the city can try and do to go after these repeat awful drivers who are making it dangerous, that's what the council is trying to do here. But the problem here is that this is a pretty expensive bill. It originally it looked like it was going to cost over a hundred million. It's been revised down. Even if the council passed it, they still have to find the money to get some of these new proposals implemented. And the mayor, who said she supports this idea, said it's not clear how the council will fund it, and she wants a more cost-effective approach. She's not enthusiastic to fund this, is what that means. Well, exactly how bad has the speeding problem in D.C. gotten from a road safety perspective? Well, I think everyone knows about speed cameras. You know, I will just say I've never been caught in a speed camera. I think if people just slowed down and took notice of where these speed cameras are, they announced them pretty, pretty well with signs. I don't know if you've, you know, run into this issue. Um, but I don't want to say too much, but let's just say I have run into this issue. <laughs> we'll keep, I'll keep it at that. <laughs> I mean, like, we can be sympathetic, right? But it's it, it, you have cars that are just outrageous. It's like the, the, there are cars I've seen with $10,000 or more. One story I did last year was I looked at the DC VIP license plate holders. These are people who have those low tags. If you've ever seen them, they look pretty fancy. Sometimes you'll get someone with, like, the number 10 on their plate. Well, those are given by the mayor and the DC council. I looked up and some of these tags of people close to the mayor and the DC council, they were racking up repeat tickets going into the tens of thousands of dollars for some of them, thousands of dollars at least. So this is a big problem. I think everyone hopes we can have safer driving, safer streets for everyone, especially pedestrians and cyclists. And I know we've talked about this before when we've had you on the show, but this is a real issue. Like DC has had some pretty scary, pretty intense incidents with cyclists and pedestrians. So this is like a life or death safety issue. Exactly. We just had last year was a 16 year high in traffic deaths. There were 45 traffic deaths in 2023. That's up more than 60% from the, from 2022. And just to be accurate, actually 45 as of the end of November last year, the city is not going in the right direction, bottom line. Traffic deaths have gone up since 2019 when there were 27 of them. And the idea of Vision Zero, well, it's failed, even though there have been investments in bicycle lanes and lowering speed limits and new speed cameras. There are going to be more speed cameras. It, it, it's clearly not working, and, and at least yet. And Frankly, perhaps the answer is you got to redesign some of these roads more fundamentally so that drivers are forced to slow down. Do you have any sense of what that might look like? Well, nothing that, you know, I've seen proposed. Now, one thing worth looking at is H Street Northeast is now looking like it's going to have some improvements done. So they're going to add uh, mid-block 
crosswalks. So if you have a huge block where you can't cross the street for a long distance, they're going to put one in the middle so pedestrians can cross the street safely. But, you know, just generally people who are in this space who focus on pedestrian issues, they talk about things like extending the sidewalk around intersections so that drivers have to slow down and be more careful when they're turning. A lot of accidents can happen when drivers are turning and they're not aware perhaps, or the road is maybe confusing even. And and so a lot of measures there that can slow down drivers, even narrowing the width of a traffic lane, I've I've read in studies, that slows down drivers because suddenly you have to be more careful about how you're going. David, thanks for chatting with me. So like you and I both have cars in the DC metro area and sometimes they're great, but sometimes they can be a hassle. And I heard you had car issues, man. Yes, my car like me is old and falling apart. (laughs) And so I wanted to get it fixed. But one of the truly unpleasant tasks I find in the world is getting your car fixed because you have to take it usually somewhere extremely distant, extremely inconvenient, arrange some alternate form of transportation. And so I heard about Rota, rota rota.com. And I went on the rota.com website And they will come and pick your car up, take it from you, and then do the work and bring it back to you. And so I made an appointment on Roto, which was easy as pie, beautiful user interface um, for the work that I wanted done. The valet showed up at around 10 o'clock at my house as exactly on time, very easy, just handed him my keys. He drove off with my car. About an hour later, April called me. She said, here are some things that we found with your car in addition to what you want to do. She sent me videos that Michael... Wait, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a car nerd, so I like want to know the nitty gritty of what's happening because I I don't know stuff. A million percent. They sent me this video. There was a particular belt that was had broken and they sent me a video of it and they sent me a list of sort of here are the things that were recommended. Here are the things that seemed urgent to fix and I could choose what I wanted to fix and sent that back to them, which took me like three minutes. Michael, the technician, fixed it. They then texted me and said, oh, your car's on the way back. My car was back in front of my house at 2.30. I'd given it to them at 10. It was back in front of my house that afternoon. Also, note, the valet did a much better job parking in front of my house than I do. (laughs) Don't they always? So much closer to the curb. And it was an incredibly pleasant, super easy experience. And they were very trustworthy. They were clear about what they were going to fix. And it was incredibly convenient. Yeah. So this, like, seems like a dream. Uh, I have used them before, but it's been a bit. Would you use them again for something like this? I would use Rota again in a second. I would use Rota. And they have a discount for us, too, for CityCast listeners. So if you go to Rota.com, they have the discount code CityCast20, and you get 20% off. Sweet. Uh, Plots, David, thank you so much for talking with me. Again, CityCast listeners, you get 20% off off any Rota service, up to $100, using the code CityCast20. So go to Rhoda.com. That's R-O-D-A.com to book your appointment. When was the last time you went to the theater? Well, we have a new show for you to check out. The Gala Theater in Columbia Heights is showing the political musical comedy Museum in the Closet, Avida's Return. 
which follows Argentine icon Eva Perón to the afterlife as her preserved corpse ignites political scandals, clandestine affairs, and mysterious murders. The show is full of samba, reggae, and tango that will have you tapping your feet nonstop. The show is in Spanish with English surtitles and will run from May 9th through June 9th. Get your tickets now at galatheater.org or call 202-234-7174. So you mentioned that Bowser seems like she might be a little bit hesitant about this new plan. The bill passed a first vote unanimously, but she says that it's too expensive. How much would this cost exactly? So before this bill passed, it was about the cost, $123 million over four years to implement. That's what the mayor was saying. That's what led her to raise alarms over it. Now, the council says the financial burden has been revised down $50 million. So still in the sort of $70 million range here. But that's still a lot of money when DC has is going to have a budget that will be tighter than previous years, most likely. And what one thing the council wants to do, Charles Allen has been vocal about this, is making speed camera revenue tied directly to speeding prevention measures, to road safety measures. So you know, a lot of people complain these speed cameras are just money traps for the district. They make a ton of money off of people. But Charles Allen, he wants to make it so that that money goes directly toward improving the roads. And I think the mayor's side says, well, this pot of money we can sort of use flexibly in, in all sorts of other ways in government. But they want to make the council, Charles Allen wants to make it so it directly goes towards road safety, which I think might improve the PR perception. That's the argument there. So I feel like we can't even have this conversation without talking about enforcement. Does DC actually have the manpower to go around booting and towing violators? Like, how would that work exactly? They'd have to hire a ton of more people to boot and tow cars. I recall a few years ago when the unpaid traffic tickets issue bubbled up, we found out there were only very few people actually employed to boot and tow cars, certainly to boot cars. It was like a skeleton crew of people in government. So it would take investment in that. One thing the bill is also doing is, aside from, I guess, you know, hiring people, it would install what's quote called a speed governor on the cars of people who commit serious speeding crimes. So it prevents them from going over a certain um, speed limit in the future. Other measures also include, it would require the DMV to create a safe driving class. So some people, if they've racked up a lot of tickets, they can go and waive up to $500 in fines every year by taking the safe driving class. I'm kind of nodding along while you're speaking because I think I've mentioned on the show before, I have lived life as a traffic ticket scofflaw. So I've taken those kinds of classes before. Uh, so it is definitely good to have alternatives other than just paying a lot of money. Uh, because oftentimes if the solution is just like, oh, we'll pay lots and lots of money, you start to ask like, well, is this equitable? Is this really just like cracking down on one subsection of the city and making them pay and just having it be a, a, a not equitable enforcement? And so I guess it's one of my questions I have is that, you know, when we're talking about new traffic laws, equity is often 
part of the conversation because lower income residents tend to see stricter traffic enforcement in their parts of town, like more speed cameras, et cetera. Is council doing anything to make sure that is part of the conversations around this potential plan? As far as I know, it's not a conversation right now at the council that is immediate. But I mean, what you say is such an important point in this discussion. Like, if you're lower income, the fine you get assessed is the same as everyone else, but that takes a lot more out of your paycheck, out of your life, especially if you feel like you've maybe been unfairly caught in a speed camera. And there's been a lot of talk about how these speed cameras are distributed across the city, maps showing that a lot of them like seem like they're specifically concentrated in neighborhoods with Black residents who live in poorer neighborhoods. And it's just harder, right? I mean, like, especially if you're someone who's not someone who's just racking up tickets just for the, you know, heck of it, it can really take a chunk of change out of you. And ultimately, what we want is safer streets, right? So we want drivers to change their habits. And so if it's a safe driving course, well, actually, maybe that might be more effective than just barraging people in fines. We got to see. I mean, but anything that could move in a positive direction is, I think, definitely warranted. So it's interesting that you say that some of these alternative models might actually be more effective. During my time as a traffic ticket scofflaw who had racked up so many parking tickets in D.C., but also was broke as hell and couldn't pay, I think I had internalized that I could never afford to pay the amount of tickets that I owe. So there's, I had no real incentive to change any of my behavior. I just continued to drive pretty recklessly. This was when I was in my 20s and parked off street so that I would have reduced the chance that I would get towed or ticketed from the tickets. And I guess I, I just started to internalize myself as like an off the grid driver, which did not make me drive safer. And what actually made the difference is when I completed a driving program, got the amount of tickets that I owed to a reasonable amount that I could afford, started to feel as though I was like a motorist that was part of like a civic infrastructure. I'm embarrassed that I have to admit that it took me a while to sort of see it that way, but that's what it took. And so I kind of wonder if you're right that, you know, just raising the amount of fines and the amount of headaches for some of these drivers might actually just incentivize them as thinking of themselves as like, oh, well, I guess I'm just like, I have just internalized my identity as a dangerous driver who is not interested in being part of any kind of system that would mitigate that. Well, yeah. I mean, I hope something like a driving safe course would help people. I think also, again, it goes back to making the road fundamentally safer in that you build in some things that slow drivers down, not just a sign that that says there's a speed camera here or a fine in the mail, but something that fundamentally makes the road safer. I mean, these aren't rocket science solutions. There are best practices out there. I I think that might be the next step if someone wants to take that whole game on. But, you know, carving up the street and building new things or narrowing lanes, that's always going to be controversial. So um, I can understand why it hasn't succeeded yet in D.C. in a great scale. So as somebody who lives in the city, how how do you get around? And personally, like, how do you feel about this bill's impact on how you get around and get from point A to point B in D.C.? It won't really impact me because, like I said, I have like, I will crazy slow down if there's a speed <laughs> camera. And I've timed it really well. I, I'm a little 
worried now that there are all these new speed cameras that I have to get used to. But I mean, frankly, I don't find myself even getting over 30 in the city and most places that's the speed limit. So I don't know what to say, folks, just (laughs) slow down. I mean, it's not that hard. Yeah. I mean, if you would have told me this 10 years ago, I'd be like, oh, look, who's never been late anywhere. Must be nice. But yeah, it's like, it's not worth your life. It's not worth the life of somebody else. It's not worth having to pay zillions of dollars in tickets and feeling like a permanent, like member of a off the grid underclass because of your speeding just slow down yeah i mean like i'm not an angel like you know i actually love cars but you know the fine for me the deterrent is the fine i i I don't want to pay a bunch of crap load of money so well thank you so much for being here and if i see you on the road i'll I'll beep as i speed by (laughs) just kidding (laughs) thanks bridget all for today here on CityCast DC. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with even more news from around the city. Talk to you then. Sorry, give me one second. My cat is being (laughs) no problem sorry it's usually she's very quiet but she just she's like got this plastic ball that she's pushing around that is making a lot of noise you all know chelsea when we were working together her cat was always in the background it was very cute (laughs) city cats dc (laughs) (laughs) that's good